The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the evening of that first day of the week when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. The Feast of Pentecost, a Greek word that means 50 days. And the reason we have a liturgical calendar is that we base it on the Jewish approach to time. The time isn't a clock on the wall. Time's not just natural time. Time is kairos. It's the moment. It's to be seized. It's God's time. And so Easter, it's around the time of Passover. Pentecost... 50 days after we celebrate Easter because Passover was a Jewish feast where Jesus died. Pentecost, which is seven times seven weeks, 49 plus a week, a jubilee time in the Old Testament, a time when debts are forgiven, a time when God visits his people. The Feast of Weeks on the Hebrew calendar. Pentecost for us. And so our story is inextricably intertwined with the story of Israel. That's why for Christians like Martin Luther King, he saw Moses as his inspiration. And he referred to Moses during the time of the civil rights marches. It's because our story goes back to creation. And you have to understand that all roads lead to Genesis. All roads lead back to fix what is originally wrong with us. And so here's two rules you need to know. Can you remember two rules? Let's see. The first is this. There is one God and I am not him. Rule number two. I'm God's image in the world. Refer to rule number one. Does this make sense? If you understand those two things of what it means to be a human being, then everything else from the story of Genesis 1-1 to the end of the book of Revelation and everything that's happened ever since is about that mystery unfolding, opening, revealing itself in the passage of time, no matter how you want to count it. Why do I say that? So, in the story of Pentecost today, the story is told different ways, right? Because all of these were the experience of the church. Jesus' resurrection, which is the story of John, Jesus breathes on the disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Go back to Genesis 1. 
A mighty wind blew across the abyss. God took the human person, formed him out of dirt, and called him Adama, which means earth. And then he breathed his life into it. Even Steven Weinberg, a famous scientist and atheist, says, all the mathematics, all the chemistry, all the biology, something has to breathe life into all of this. He doesn't mean the Christian God, but that somehow the world does not explain itself. But that the idea of the mighty wind, God breathing his life into him, or Sinai, Exodus chapter 19, God coming down on the mountain where the law is given, and smoke and fire. And so what are the stories of Pentecost that you know? Jesus breathes on his disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. The disciples are in the upper room with our blessed lady, and a mighty wind fills the room and tongues of fire. God visits his people. How do you experience the Holy Spirit? Here's the two ways that you experience the Holy Spirit. In reality, it is just one. But it appears to us to be two ways because of our own fallenness. The first is, in Latin, ad intra, within ourselves. How do you experience the Holy Spirit within yourself? Well, have you ever thought a prayer was answered? Have you ever felt that God opened a door for you? Have you ever thought that this was a blessing from God? Or maybe I have to change my ways? That is very much an interior phenomena, isn't it? Because otherwise, every single answer to a prayer is if reality explains itself to you. No, understanding what's outside of you has so much to do with what you're open to inside. If you see the world as purely a place dominated by demons and angels, science isn't possible. You can only understand science as something, the reality is something that is in itself not God. But it's that interior change that allows us to see an answer to a prayer or do science or really learn anything. The ad intra, prayer, the experience of the sacraments, the growth in God. That's why I say one important way of understanding God is God is the light by which we see. If it's nothing but darkness, then you look around and you see nothing but darkness. The experience of the Holy Spirit within us is what opens our minds, our hearts, to the transcendent reality of God. It's why beauty can lead us to God, why truth can lead us to God, why the experience of goodness can lead us to God. They are not in themselves God. But when you abide in love, do you remember the scriptures? You abide in God. It's as if it's this breadcrumb to the divine. But, I said there were two ways, right? Ad intra, that interior experience. And I would say that the danger of Christianity is when you collapse 
your experience of God to just what is inside of you. That's called Gnosticism. Gnosticism is the idea that inside of me is everything I need. It doesn't make sense when you look at the world. We all have everything we need inside of us. Why are we so screwed up? So the second way, ad extra, outside of ourselves. You know, if you were a child locked in a closet for 10 years and they just shoved food under the door for you, you would emerge as a very different person than a child that interacted with parents, teachers, friends, and siblings. It's not enough that we have an interior experience. We are formed by the reality that we encounter every day. It's why Jesus, I think, didn't bother to write it down. Jesus led his disciples step by step down the roads through Galilee, Samaria, and Judea. Because the way that you meet God is step by step in your life. You meet God's image in the people you meet. You meet God's image in the suffering calling for your attention. But most perfectly in this fallen world in its own fallen way. You meet God in the church. Think about this for a minute. I started out the homily by explaining what Pentecost is. The idea that, and it comes to us from Israel and the Jews, is God makes time sacred. It's why the Sabbath is so important to the Jews. Six days you give to the world, the seventh day, that's God's time. You're not even in Israel, in um, Jerusalem, you're not even allowed to push the elevator button because that's considered work because you just created energy. That, from a Catholic perspective, is going a little overboard. But there's something important to understand. Where are you going to get if you can't invite enough quiet and peace into your life to take a moment to appreciate what's happening around you? Not in a way that you just dissect it like a scientist on a board, like as if you could figure it all out. But that the idea that this is God's call to you, and today you're supposed to do something. And so, the liturgical year. For many, we call them the Christers in Christianity, or at least in Catholicism. There are two feasts in the liturgical year, Christmas Easter. Is Pentecost a shopping day? Not that I'm aware of. Big Pentecost sales? How about Corpus Christi? 20% off everything? Because the world has taken over Christmas and Easter to some extent, hasn't it? And called it a winter feast and a spring feast. And there's that reality to this ancient understanding of time. But it's what I said about the ad intra, about understanding what's happening around you. The incarnation and the paschal mystery. But that is only part of our liturgical year, right? Why do we have a liturgical year? Because we all say that if you want to experience the Holy Spirit, you have to engage with time faithfully. 
And so we have the season of Advent, a season that's a little dark. We talk about the end of the world, that this world is not God, that it is not eternal, that we are not eternal, absent something that God does for us. And so it allows us to think about that reality of what it means to be a human being. The 12 days of Christmas, why I say to we kids, why aren't I might not given gifts 12 days a year? We'll talk about that at Christmas. So you have to come back. But the idea that these are seasons, they give time for mysteries to sink in. Lent, to remind ourselves that we are not God, we are not perfect. We're somewhere on the road and we need to do something about it. So we have a time of fasting, a time of prayer and penitence. We drop out parts of the liturgy. The 50 days of Easter leading up to Pentecost, because Easter ended yesterday about sundown, is a time to think about the resurrection, our own final end. And then think of everything else. This is the year of St. Joseph. We have two feasts to St. Joseph, one to St. Teresa of Lisieux, one to the guardian angels, one to the archangels. We celebrate St. Thomas Aquinas. We celebrate St. Augustine. We celebrate St. Francis of Assisi. We celebrate St. Dominic. We celebrate like 10,000 canonized saints, only a handful. One of my favorites, St. Joan of Arc, coming up at the end of the month, Have you ever listened to anything about St. Joan of Arc? Worthy of your attention. 19-year-old girl turns the tide of the Hundred-Year War and then is burned as a heretic. And the English, to do it, they have to actually falsify the records. But other Englishmen won't put up with it because they think it's a sin to lie. And so we know the whole story of how she was set up for a trial and burned three times till they could get rid of her body, get rid of the evidence. So a St. Joan of Arc about God blessing war or a St. Joan of Arc about a prophet, a woman, who was raised up to show the rottenness in the church. St. Joan of Arc is the story of what Europe looked like, what the Catholic Church looked like on the eve of the Reformation. And if you have a Catholic understanding, they didn't listen to Joan of Arc. But they didn't listen to Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Elisha, Elijah. People, even now, don't listen to the prophets. Because the liturgical year is not candy-coated. Every single saint, if you'll take the time to read it, is about someone living faith in very difficult times. St. Augustine says, the only reason you want to go back to a golden age is you didn't have to live through it. Everything's gold in the rearview mirror. And the liturgical year reminds us of that. Because if you listen to the present arguments in Christianity, it sounds like the same arguments that were going on in the 14th century. But see, experiencing the church like that is going back to the realm of wisdom. How God's Holy Spirit 
enters into the world and what it reveals about us and where we are. Religion at the end of the day isn't just a list of rules. Religion is the privileged encounter with the presence of God in this world. Yes, people say there's lots of ways to God. My answer to that is last counting 8 billion plus because every single person finds their way to God. But there's no way to God except this. God and the human person have to come together. And that's who Jesus is. And we can't make that happen. Only God does. So when we talk about our experience of the sacraments, God binds himself to the sacraments, but God is not himself bound by the sacraments. The power of the Spirit. So today is Pentecost. And we remember the power of the Holy Spirit. And we go back to the two simple rules you need to know. That there is a God, and you're going to meet him. And it shouldn't be surprising to you at that time that you're not him. But he should be able to look at each of us and see his reflection in us like in a mirror. Because when we live in faith, hope, and charity, especially towards those who are least, when we're honest, when we try to understand reality, it's like a divine breath. Because breathing is the image of the Holy Spirit is you breathe in, you breathe out. Because like our experience of the Spirit, breathing is both within us and interacts with the world around us.